Like Retribution, I'm here to destroy the show from within by becoming its champion. And as the kids on the internet would say, he's got the cake. I wish you wouldn't have said that, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) This is the saddest episode of the show ever. (laughs) Neither of you know what is going on. Erica, we need you. If you're listening. Um, After that finger point of doom of a round, we have Nate with six points and Shawnee and Justin with one. I guess thank God for Hubert. Thanks for adding pressure. Um, I took away the pressure, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the One Fall Show. The podcast that is not only a friendly conversation about professional wrestling, but also, as Nate puts it, on Super Universe Mode, which you can find on Twitch TV, a quiz show. My name is Shawnee Constant, and I am the host of the show, here to assert my dominance over three competitors today. And uh, sadly, I must say, we are without Erica, so y'all have no buffer. No buffer whatsoever. (laughs) Oh, this is going to go well. Oh, man friendly friendly conversation what which episode was that if you thought last week was a train wreck wait just wait <laughs> last week good. was a train wreck it's gonna be, be a braun Strowman branded train wreck mr topham hat was really distressed <laughs> well that is the voice of our usual champion but not so this week we will reserve our champion for third uh let me first introduce nate bender how you doing nate oh go fuck yourself shawnee (laughs) what an introduction (laughs) here here let me let me try let me try let me try to rephrase that for you the former champion of the one fall show there you go that's all that needed to be said you didn't have to you know go all the way around to try to find the handshake what the fuck was that recent loser of the one fall show nate bender you know what i i I doubled down on the you can go fuck yourself i gotta tell you i gotta tell you Ever since last week's show, since I'm not the champion anymore, I don't have to uphold champion responsibilities. So if I showed up to this show a little bit hammered and a not <laughs> a bit high, then you know what? It's fucking the Scott Hall program for you guys, bitches. Did anyone notice when they brought you hey, all out that Scott Hall is aging like three times faster than all other members of the end? Everybody else oh, noticed that. It's so sad. It's it so is sad. sad. Like he he obviously did not keep himself up very well. But you know, it's been a well documented fact that Scott Hall actually took more somas than the other members of the clique. He's gone way out of his way to mention he took one more and you see what that one more did. Let that be a lesson to you uh, little ones out in the audience. Don't do drugs. Let Nate do all the drugs for you. (laughs) I'll leave a few for me. It's scary to think that Scott Hall was just wrestling, what, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, now he looks like somebody's grandpa. Looks like somebody's grandpa's grandpa. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. That is the voice of no time one fall show champion, 
Mr. Chuck Bean, how you doing, no, Chuck? Yeah, well, I'm looking to change that today. I got uh, I got my tank top on. I got my guns out. I'm gonna flex all day long. Oh, the numbers don't lie. Out. Well, all right. Wow. Sound like you took a poop in your shorts. <laughs> uh, that's entirely possible. <laughs> and at the top of this pyramid of nonsense, Justin Valentine. How does it feel to be the ruler over such oh, a court? <laughs> Of fantastic characters, Justin. You know, it's it feels good because I don't know what the hell me becoming champion created. Chuck's now the muscle man. Uh, Nate's talking to kids. Um, I, I'm scared. I don't I don't know what I created here. I'm happy. Listen, I'm happy Justin, Wu Tang is for the kids. Okay. That's, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Let Nate do all the drugs, kids. Yep. All right. That's our <laughs> that's what we got for you. If you're still listening, thank you so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are about to get to the game. We have three rounds. Each round has three questions worth uh, one point, two points, and three points consecutively. Three pints? Yes. Three pints. Woo! Three it's a drinking pints. game now. I <laughs> <laughs> and the categories we're going back to the classics this week. We're going with uh Smack Draw, uh the very ill-named Wednesday Night Wars, and uh around the ring. Justin, we're gonna give you uh we're gonna we're gonna continue last week's tradition. We're gonna give you the option uh next week. That may not be the case. So uh gotcha. so savor it, savor it. I will, I will. I, I'm I'm gonna start with uh with unfortunately smacked raw because that is what i'm well versed in this week smacked raw smacked it's raw. your own thank, fault thank goodness mm. someone's watching it yeah somebody needs to i Great. had to what it was more out of force gotta make sure somebody's keeping them in check yeah all right are you ready justin i'm ready you asked for it and you got it a new announced team was unveiled on Raw this week, featuring a reuni uh, reuniting of Corey Graves and Byron Saxton and the addition of this disgraced ESPN host. Way to go, uh, uh, WWE. This disgraced ESPN host, not coach. Not coach. <laughs> not coach. Is not coach the answer? Uh, let's, uh, is that Adnan Burke? That is correct. Uh, I have to say, uh, when there's so few things to find in Raw, I thought that uh, for me, the new uh, commentary team actually not bad. <laughs> Obar, yeah. what'd you think? I, I like Cor uh, Corey Graves. I don't like Byron Saxton, but I like Corey Graves and Byron Saxton together. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Byron Saxton guy. I'm sorry. I, I like those two together, though. I'll, I'll take those two together. So I like that. Uh, Verk seemed a little nervous, which I'm not going to harp on him too much. Uh, for a play-by-play -play guy that's never done this, I'm going to give him a couple weeks to kind of get into the groove before I, you know, decide whether or not I'm with it. Although I did really like Tom Phillips. I don't know why they pulled that plug so quick because he did the job. Like, he didn't overdo it and he didn't underdo it. He just did the job. Um, Skim milk so, on ice, sir. That's why yeah, I thought of well, Tom Phillips. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know if we're talking about the SmackDown commentary team yet, but uh, that one is gold, gold gold that was great i loved it i have to say i was not into it until there was a moment late in the show when um 
when Mac basically said everything that I thought I knew was wrong or everything I just said was, and at that moment I was like, okay, this is going to be fun going forward. And, but he's going to have to, they're going to have to let him pile on Cole for me to get into it. I hate Michael Cole. And so to split him (laughs) into just a two man booth, he's got a lot, a lot of water to carry. Uh, Chuck, Nate, um, do you guys have any opinions on the announcing teams? Go ahead, Nate. You got to wonder who Tom Phillips pissed off. Right. And and which, you know, which one of the McMahons was it? Um, it, It's really weird because Tom Phillips was like he was it was like he was created in a Michael Cole factory. I, <laughs> I, I, I it, like in terms of the audio and the calling, I could not I could not honestly tell you the difference between Tom Phillips and Michael Cole which is I kind of thought what the WWE was going for. Um, and it just, it surprises me that they were able to, to, to train someone to, to hit that, to hit that mark. And it still wasn't good enough. Like that's, that's really weird for me. Um, uh, apparently he's still with the company. He hasn't been left, you know, let go or anything like that. Uh, but you got to wonder, you know, where are we, where are they going to what window seat are they going to give him uh, is he going to get to call all five matches of 205 live now that's um, what i had heard is really they put him on 205 oh my god that's a death sentence right there well yeah um i i just yeah i i don't know and in terms of uh adnan i thought he did okay um you know there were a couple of uh, you know like botched calls but then again, you know, Michael Cole botches calls all the time. Um, you know, uh, th- th- there was one, the latest WrestleMania, or uh, I'm sorry, the latest Botchamania has like four or five in a row that Cole fucks up. And he's like, he's calling, um, he- he's calling like a Falcon Arrow, a Death Valley driver. And it's just like, it's not making any, like, it's not like he's making it any better. So I, I don't know. Um in in terms of the SmackDown commentary team, I didn't I didn't actually I have to confess I didn't actually listen to it. I watched this week on mute. So I will say one of Cole's biggest recent botch was ruining the main event of night one. Yes, uh, uh, with Bianca, did he not know the finish? I don't know what the hell he totally spoiled that finish. And not spoiled it, but just completely ruined it because yeah. the match was over and he thought Sasha kicked out for some reason. I don't know what he was trying to sell, but that was awkward. I'm just flabbergasted that anyone cannot like Byron Saxon. He is a <laughs> sweet, good boy. He took a kick in the nuts and a stone cold stunner on 316 last year. And I love that. Uh, and I've said this uh, for years on the one fall show. You can go back into our archives and listen to some of the original. Uh, no, no, you and, can't Chuck. Uh, I, oh, okay. Uh, well, anyways, them. I, I, I've said for years on the one fall show that uh, Corey Graves is a modern day uh, Jesse Ventura slash Bobby, the brain Heenan. Like it feels like doesn't matter who you put in the booth with him. He will have chemistry and it's different chemistry. It's he has a different chemistry with Michael Cole than he does with Byron Saxton or Tom Phillips, but I'm here for it every time. If you, you could go back to having Corey Graves comment, do commentary on every show. And I wouldn't complain. Uh, Pat McAfee. Uh, don't know if i'm an instant fan but uh i i 
I didn't hate it. And the new guy uh, on Raw is, like you guys were saying, not bad. Not bad at all. Definitely on a show with things to complain about, definitely one of the one of the like least things you would complain about is the commentary. All right. Freshened things up. All right, Justin, you ready for uh, question number two here? Yes, sir. All right. The Raw after WrestleMania has long been known as Wrestle Christmas on the One Fall Show uh, because of its pro- propensity to feature new and exciting matchups and big surprises in their roster. And this year was no different. <laughs> after the thrilling return of the Viking experience, Charlotte Flair, and a main event with a huge twist where Retribution did what the Hurt Business has been doing all year, but much worse. Um, well, uh, there weren't any uh, exciting appearances <laughs> at all, including um, none by these three new champions from WrestleMania weekend the nights before. Who were those three champions who did not make an appearance on Raw? Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. Mm. Uh, Sheamus wasn't there. Okay, yeah. That's, um, that's... Ooh, good question. Uh, yeah. AJ Styles and Omos. Hey, that is correct. And... Nope, that's oh, the, oh, that's Omos. The, yeah, the two, the, two the... separate people, sir. Uh, AJ, <laughs> got it, got AJ got not it. a small appendage of Omos. <laughs> I, I, got think, it. I think Justin was confused that you might have. Uh, I thought been... you meant three champions. Not, yeah. Well, three like separate. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's, you know, we're working out some kinks. At, at least I got the facts right this time. That's, that's fair. Right. Yeah. So I'll get, Shawnee gets a point for that. I'll write that that's down. That's fair. All right. I would have had the facts, but it's cool. Raw, disappointing as hell, right? Very. I don't. What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? That's exa- <laughs> the whole week. NXT, SmackDown, all of it. There are so many names that did not show up between the champions that we just listed: Edge, Daniel Bryan, Io Shirai, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor on NXT. All these people just took the fucking week off, which is normally the week that we see. Plot twists, debuts, returns, uh, progression and storylines, all that stuff. Like you said, new matches, new rivalries, new faces. A draft is usually announced. There's there's usually a bunch of shit that goes on this week to get us excited for the next 360 or try to get us excited for the next 365 before you know the following WrestleMania. And there was none of that. The closest thing we got is Cesaro's getting the push, which is cool. Other than that, overall... What? We're supposed to get excited about Charlotte Flair? The Viking Raiders, I'm happy for them to be back. Why the fuck? So we kicked Cedric and Shelton out to put Retribution into her business? I, I, what do we like? We just gave up after WrestleMania and said we're, it's a go-home week almost. And it's supposed to be the most important week of the year. All three shows. Complete disappointment. No call-ups from NXT. No returns. No plot twists. They've been talking about Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey coming back. They moved Samoa Joe off commentary and then just got rid of him instead of doing anything with him. I don't get it. Nate, when MVP came out for that retribution angle and he's standing on the stage and he's supposed to look like a stone cold killer, did it more look like a, a sad uncle who had at, at the funeral of, uh, of, of, of a family member? I mean, yeah, because I think he recognized what that moment could have been had the hurt business not been broken up, right? Like, that was not a shock angle. 
that was not that was that was a that was a, a a wet fart in a church pew like that was just it was not it's not gonna go over well the people around you are gonna now look at you awkward um and i think really what this comes down to is that wwe knows that they don't have to sell tickets uh they don't have to sell pay-per-views they don't have to sell subscriptions anymore they've got guaranteed money they've got guaranteed money from peacock they've got you know the 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 guaranteed money from becoming a a content creator uh and and being a a um um you know a hub of content in the wrestling world um they don't they don't have to produce a good raw after mania why would you ratings uh that doesn't matter we can pop the ratings whenever we want bring goldberg back it's it's this sort of sad reductionist logic but like i think you know when we were all talking about the network going away and this big peacock deal this is some of the mediocrity that ends up come creeping in with it because again, you're not, you don't have to sell tickets. You don't have to sit with the visual embarrassment of quarter filled arenas. You don't have to hear the hollow cheers of quarter filled arenas. You can pipe in all that great Thunderdome audio there. And there you go. We've got, we got a show. It's in a hell of a show at that, ladies and gentlemen. Now over to Adnan for more commentary. I like, I, I don't know. I, I like, I, I think that this is, um, this is indicative of a, of a way bigger problem in WWE. I, the two most interesting things I saw at a WWE this weekend were not a part of WWE programming. They were a part of A and E. I mean, you know, between that Stone Cold documentary and now they've got some program where it's basically American pickers, but for WWE, like, hey, do you collect wrestling merchandise? Guess what? Mick Foley's going to come to your house and 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 try to to haggle you out of it. That's the concept <laughs> for the fucking show. It's great. It's a good. It's a good show. I loved it. I, I loved all forty five minutes that I spend watching it. I can't stand to watch anything that they make with a fucking ring in it. That's sad. Yeah, that's that's a that's a real strange dichotomy is that it's a wrestling company, but all the stuff that actually has wrestling in it, you're like, nah, I don't need to see that. But I am interested in this documentary and I am interested in this other thing you're doing. God, Ms. and Mrs. is a better, more tightly scripted television show then fucking raw is it's goddamn embarrassing. This isn't a question, but one of the big things over the last uh, couple of weeks was the fact <laughs> that Chris Jericho was appearing on the broken skull sessions with, with, uh, with stone cold and stone cold doubled back and went on Jericho's podcast this week. I was listening to it last night or the night before and, Listening to to Stone Cold describe how he would make these minute changes in the ring to win over a house because winning over the house was how you got the money and that's where yeah. the money was and that brought the people back next year and that's how you built the brand really impacted me because I realized that as now a, a, a global entertainment company, they are no longer interested in filling the seats with butts who they can then sell merch to 
they are more interested in just like everybody else in the digital space. How many people can you convert whose eyes are on your product? And they don't care if you're a fan or not. You're an eye. Are you buying the product? And so they go to this like Hollywood where what they call four quadrant um, uh, scripting, essentially, where it's like, okay, in order to sell in China, we have to do these certain things to appease mm -hmm. either the Chinese government or the Chinese fan base, right? So you you scoop a little bit out of what the traditional fan may recognize and enjoy. The money is coming from different places, which is what I'm saying. If Stone Cold was in the ring making micro adjustments to his game to try to increase his value and bring more money to the company, it would be overlooked now because yeah, that's not right. relevant. Yeah, you don't this you you straight up don't need to fill arenas all across you know uh, the eastern seaboard if you can get the exact same payday by doing two shows over in Saudi Arabia. Doesn't matter how many people show up to that show. That's on the the Saudi Arabian government to fill that stadium. You're being paid by the Saudi Arabian government to come here and do the show. It's guaranteed money. They've gone from trying to draw box office box offices they've gone from trying to sell pay-per-views and they've gone from trying to sell subscriptions to now everything is guaranteed everything is guaranteed money i had re two really interesting uh ideas while you were talking about what stone cold was saying and we'll on be Jericho's the judge of that uh the f the first one was um Fuck, I, I forgot it. So it must not have been an interesting, but the, the one that I <laughs> start <laughs> right. The one that stuck with me is y'all know that there are probably young kids that are watching WWE programming right now. And to them, this will be the glory days. Like five years from now, they'll be talking about how much cooler this year was as opposed to what it looks like before that was the other thing that i thought of is like if you're doing all these different shows these reality shows and these documentaries and stuff and you're trying to pull people into a product it doesn't really serve you well when your product is shitty like they're gonna see the stone cold documentary and be like man i haven't watched wrestling in forever i'm gonna watch some wrestling and they're gonna tune down to raw tonight and they're gonna tune out by the time the first commercial break hits right yeah, one would think. Although, again, we're looking at it from wrestling fan eyes. For whatever reason, maybe the new eyes that are catching the thing don't see it the way we do. Well, now, yeah, there's not any evidence of that yet, right? I mean, the, the ratings right. have continued to stink. Well, and the thing is, too, is uh, through a wrestling fan's eyes, we're comparing it to what we've liked in the past, both from WWE, from other organizations, from other eras, whatever it may be. And obviously, we know what's good storytelling. We know what's possible in wrestling and obviously what's not happening in WWE. So through fresh eyes, who doesn't have that background of, of you know, I remembered in 2000, whatever, this was good. They don't have that. So they just look at what we have now. And in the end, they're, they have great athletes. They have a great roster, WWE does. So if, if someone is just appreciative of the athletic ability of putting on the show, they're going to love the show. We expect more. We and we should get more. It's not excusing WWE, but as wrestling fans, we've seen too much to be okay with the crap that we're given. Right. But the numbers don't lie. Uh, you know, you look at the raw ratings; they're the and I lowest. Spell disaster for you. It's sacrifice. Yeah. Great. Oh my god. Nice, nice jump in there. Um, yeah. but, but you know, if you look at the raw ratings this year, they've hit the lowest point that they had since pre attitude era, 
You know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's pretty damning in and of itself. And it tells me that the total pool of wrestling fans that exist out there is shrinking. And that's not what you want to do. You want it to grow. Fortunately, I think things like AEW and NXT have helped to, to reverse that, the, you know, have helped to stem that tide. But like, at what point does WWE have to admit to itself that there is a real problem that yeah. we are, that, uh, you know, I say we, but th- that, that the WWE is driving off people in droves and the people who are left, it's it's now to a point that it's just habitual. The chickens are really going to come home. To, we always talk about how great it'll be once Vince McMahon is out of the way, right? Someone else can take over because it can't, you know, get worse. But man, the chickens are really going to come home to roost for that new person, isn't it? Like, oh yeah. The chances are it won't be Triple H. You know, hopefully he has a very prominent position in creative. But you know, how is the corporate end going to be? be running things that's the big question you know we the ship may have sailed in terms of me as a wrestling fan enjoying the sports entertainment global market that wwe is trying to serve that there there just may never be a, a turnaround on that you know it's just like like um stadium bands was never an interest to me i, I always liked seeing bands and clubs and theaters hmm. but i did not care to see bands and you know i didn't, don't care how popular they were i wasn't going to a a uh a football stadium to see someone play and i feel that's sort of um, dynamic has taken place with WWE and, and you know there's no reason to believe that they're going to turn back they will probably go to four shows around the globe at mega sites before they went back to just you know touring 4,000 seat places to 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 champ and grind at at making new fans on the grassroots level right Whew. all right all right That's WWE good times <laughs> for all Justin you ready for the third question sure all right this week uh smackdown opened with uh, roman reigns uh we got a Sami Zayn and ko match that didn't really need to be there but i liked because at least it was something that i like uh and it closed with uh these two superstars being interrupted by a third can you name those three that finished Uh, smackdown you got five Cesaro and Jay Uso were interrupted by Seth Rollins. That is correct, sir. Yes, it is. All right. A little bit of a softball, but I had to get things factually correct this week for whatever <laughs> reason. I was going to say, know. question with the one point question was way harder than the three. Woo. That, is, that is true. Um, this is actually something that I liked from this week. Um, Cesaro getting the push that continues on. Uh, but here's one thing I like about it. And one thing I would like to see from it. Um, so of course, Cesaro getting involved with Roman Reigns is awesome. The dude deserves a push. That match will be great whenever it takes place. I like Seth Rollins still sticking around. I like that. He's just not going away and moving on because I like the idea of some point down the line, Seth and Roman working together because Heel Seth and, and, Roman. and not shield. Roman Seth heel Roman Seth with Paul Heyman what you know the mastermind behind it all kind of vibe and when Jimmy comes back and you have the Usos backing them up that's a pretty badass faction if you get Roman Seth and the Usos together with Paul Heyman and if you can ride that out for a year you know at some point 
It'll lead to a Roman Seth match because they're both going to want to be champion. So ride it out for a year. Give us a Roman Seth rivalry next year, which will be great. That's what I like. Cesaro's a great uh, proponent to use to kickstart that. I don't think, I think Cesaro deserves a push. I think he deserves to be in a title match. I don't think he deserves to be world champion just yet. I think you give Cesaro a, a title match. I think he loses it, gets robbed, whatever. You give him a mid-card title and then let him win next year's Royal Rumble and let his World title moment come next year at WrestleMania. I think that's how I would play out Cesaro. I think that's how I would play out this faction. It's one of the few things that I am a fan of from this week, though. Yeah, it seems like Roman is the chosen guy, right? So he's going to hold the belt the most. And I, I agree with you. While I would love to see Cesaro go over, it doesn't really make sense if you are the WWE to strap him with the Rockets and push him over Roman Reigns. I think what you're, we're going to see is sort of like all the baby faces who face Roman this year are essentially putting their names on the resume for maybe one day being the guy who gets to go over Roman Reigns. And hopefully um, by having Seth Rollins in there, uh, one, you got great storytelling potential, right? As you said, you can steal the steal the opportunity out from under him. But also he's got a safety net in terms of a high stature guy if he loses. You know, we saw Samoa Joe had an incredible promotion uh, uh, um, rivalry with uh, Bork. Yeah. And then really not much else came of it I, the only other I, what i can think of is aj styles two very good ones um but you know um i hate the idea of, of cesaro being pushed getting crushed in three months and then being forgotten again so hopefully this solidifies him a little more in the the higher echelon picture nate any opinion on seth rollins uh boy i shawnee i would not get your hopes up because i Man, I don't see this ending well for Cesaro because basically the spot that they've put Roman in. Listen, if 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 they weren't going to put the belt on edge, you know, what was it? Nine years to the fucking day that he had to retire. If they weren't going to put that full circle story together. Do you really see it happening for the Swiss cyborg? Really? Really? Here's the thing. Every babyface in WWE right now is basically the rogues gallery for Roman to roll through on the way to the next big WrestleMania where they can have people again. Because again, it's not about it's it's not about selling tickets to Raw or SmackDown. It's these big tentpole events that WWE is going to want to promote. And of course, Mania being the biggest spectacle of it all, there are three matches that I've heard being floated out. One is against The Rock, one is against Bork, and one is against Cena. Those are the, I, I mean, you want to line it up, those are the next three fucking manias right there. If Vince can work the schedules out, those are the next three manias. And who will, who will their opponents be? Of course, the guy, the, the guy who's been the fucking guy for the last 10 fucking years, despite so much protestation from the actual goddamn fucking audience. It's Roman. 
That way, all three of those guys can come in and work face against Roman. And Roman gets to look strong, most likely defeating two out of three of those guys. So that's what I see on the horizon for Roman. They're going to basically use all of either the SmackDown roster or after the draft happens, you know, that SmackDown roster, and they're going to feed them one by one to Roman and keep him as strong as humanly possible and build for these big mania matches. I think it's kind of fascinating to look at SmackDown and the way they've kind of they've built the roster in a way that's for fans of the watching wrestling, as long as we have is more traditionally um, you can identify it easier. You see that like they took the intercontinental belt off big E. So you immediately assume, Oh, well, eventually there's a Roman big E match coming. Uh, You see that Cesaro got his big wins. You're like, okay, that puts him in, in the title picture. And I don't know that even as long-term wrestling fans that we believe that this is the guy that can take down Roman Reigns in the same way that when we watch Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns fight for three months, I don't think any of us looked at it as like, well, yeah, obviously Kevin's going to win. No, but all of them are there once again to build this list of people that Roman has run through so that eventually when someone does take him down, it means that much more. Um, and I, I just, I find it fascinating and I find SmackDown to be the, the more interesting show. It's also, and I'm sure we'll get into it later on in the show, the fact that we hit our post WrestleMania cuts um, and a lot of names were in there. It's interesting to me that even though talent getting cut does negatively affect the show, it's really the people behind the scenes putting the show together that have the most effect on whether or not you enjoy the show or not like you know very obviously for years now like whoever is in charge of making the final decisions on smackdown as opposed to who's doing it on raw seems to get how to do a wrestling program better although we have heard that kevin dunn just didn't get the iconics Yes. So it's, right <laughs> like I don't, what a humorless bastard <laughs> right listen listen shawnee beavers aren't known for their sense of humor okay yes. i was just shocked to hear he was doing more than just fucking up the the, the camera the direction. Camera angles, yeah, right. yeah. just make it just being in the camera guys then going zoom in zoom out zoom in zoom out yeah. zoom in camera four yeah. camera three <laughs> It is it is pretty disgusting to know that even Kevin Dunn has influence on whether or not somebody is being pushed like that. That sucks like that. Legit. Legitimately, that sucks, because if he think if he thinks that's good TV production, God knows what his taste in fucking wrestling is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bad news. Bad news. (laughs) All right, after one round, Justin, you have uh, secured the full six points and lead the game. Um, I think that uh, we're going to have to go pass round two off to the former champion, Nate Bender. Chuck, maybe if you won something, you'd be on my radar. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's fair. It's a muscle man. You're like Bray Wyatt. In the yeah, the muscle house. man. That's right. <laughs> doing the muscle man dance <laughs> all right nate would you prefer uh 
the NXT AEW category or the around the ring category? Oh, I get to choose. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, let's go around the ring because I, I think I'm going to be useless on uh, on the NXT side of things. All right. Let's see here. This I sort of scrabbled these questions together pretty quickly. So stoned me... enough that I don't care though. Just want to make that <laughs> good. These are all pretty hard. Make... These are all like more like three point questions. Um, oh, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make it a little 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 simpler here. So uh, well, let's 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 do it this way. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Oh, let, me think. let me leave you all in suspense and take a moment to really ponder how I want to what approach this. What is happening? This. He's making Which decisions on the fly that never worked for do me. I, do I want it to be a, a grade A stream of vulgarities or just a <laughs> more? What common? is happening? All right. I so. think Sean. I think Sean stalled out. It sounded like a stalling car there for a second. Hamana, hamana, hamana. <laughs> I've got faith in senpai. Oh man, this what happens when like Erica doesn't show truck. up to the show. Doing okay yeah. there, Shawnee? Can you yes. you smell yes. burning toast? All right. So oh, at uh, Impact's got a pay per view coming up. Uh, it was, oh boy. The answer was going to be which pay per view is it? But I'm gonna I'm gonna dumb it down. That's what I was doing there. Here, uh, I'm I'm rearranging the question. So at the Impact Rebellion, we're gonna have Kenny Omega, the AEW champion, taking on Rich Swan, the Impact champion for the unification of the titles uh to commemorate this uh, glorious occasion uh a a voice of wrestling past is returning for the first time in uh, a, a couple of years can you tell me who that voice is oh yeah oh no, 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 yeah oh, god more more ranello yeah. Mamma mia. Okay, Mama now mia. this is going to be an interesting discussion because when in the old days, Chuck and I were a unified front. This was a Mauro Ranella show. I still love Mauro. I assume Chuck does. Nate, what do you think of Mauro? Oh, could you not tell from that little impression there that <laughs> I am definitely a Mauro fan? No, I, th- I think NXT lost a huge amount of character when they lost Mauro. Um, I, I was, I was always a fan of the energy that he brought to the NXT, uh, team. And I hated hearing about his experience in WWE. Cause it sounds like, uh, backstage, he was just put through the fucking hell all the time. And, and that sucks. Cause I, I genuinely enjoy, uh, Morrow, uh, his announcing his calls He's maybe the first guy since Jr. where I was like, yeah, make me feel it, man. Um, I don't I still like, OK, I'm there's a there's a, a, a channel on Twitch that's like showing old um, 98 WWF and WCW uh, uh, like episodes of like Raw and Thunder and uh, Heat. And I don't think anyone can come as close to like Jr at his full peak when stone cold was just you know raising hell like yeah. no one can quite hit that morrow is very close he's so close he's like just millimeters off um but yeah i i am a huge mark well i guess i'll i'll be the one on the outside of this conversation Boom. sunshine buddy <sighs> Gonna be the one to shit on Morrow? 
I will start by saying I 100% agree with Nate. I feel for him for whatever the hell he went through uh, with WWE. It sounded like he got JBL'd when it comes to JBL being a jackass. Um, so I feel for him there. Outside of that, and I do, uh, from my understanding, he does deal with some some stuff as well, personally, which I feel for him. I do. Uh, he's too much. He overdoes it. He tries too hard. JR was great. You're right. But JR knew when to turn it on, right? He knew the right moments to make you feel when Stone Cold was going crazy, when there was a, a big screw job, when there was a big turn, whatever. Moro, every, every move that wasn't just a suplex was yelling and screaming into the mic. And when you start taking away from the match itself as an announcer, as a play-by-play guy, it's, that's where you start to lose me. Because it isn't about you. It's about the show. And you're supposed to, you don't create excitement. You tell the story as the, the excitement comes from the superstars. So when you are freaking out because they do a suplex off the top rope and yelling and screaming into the mic, you start to take away from the moment, from the match. So was his excitement there? The energy was there? Hell yeah. He did not know the right moments to not do that and to do it. And he overdid it. So even when there was a great moment, he'd already screamed for 90% of the match. I'm already annoyed by him that even if it is a crazy moment, I'm still annoyed by the fact that he's still screaming. So as a play-by-play -play guy, you got to know you don't create the excitement. And he tried too hard to make every move that wasn't just a freaking punch over the top. Too much for me. I'm sorry. I'm not a Moro guy. Hell, you well, should be sorry. Chuck. Let me lead the chorus in boo. <laughs> boo. No, I love Marl. Marl can call anything as far as I'm concerned. And I'm happy that uh, I'm happy that he's calling this match, which will be a, a, a very important match for both Impact and AEW. And uh, I hope we get to see more of Marl. I'd love to see. I, I'm happy for Impact to uh, to score Marl Ranelli to uh, call a match for him. I liked when he first came in that he did bring the MMA pedigree with him because you were starting to see more MMA fighters work their way into the sport. And it, it yep. did inject a little bit of that sort of shoot world into the vernacular of NXT, which of course was uh, eliminated as soon as those superstars made their way to the main roster. But that is right. neither here nor there. <laughs> All right, Nate. The next question here. There have been a series of cuts for uh oh, for two points give me two names uh you mean with the the wwe wwe cutting people this week another black wednesday uh, samoa joe uh billy Kay, um peyton royce kalisto uh the guy who i felt really bad for mojo raleigh genuinely i felt really bad for mojo raleigh the reason why is because his release came out like hours afterwards, hours, yeah, like he three hours safe. later than everyone else. <laughs> he was and the reaction, the, like ninety nine percent of the reaction that I saw to it was like, "Oh yeah, that sounds right." And it was just like, "Oh, dude, really? <laughs> like, no love for Mojo?" I, I mean, it does sound right, but like, uh, it just, I just, it made me feel bad. Uh, it hurt my heart a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea Green. Um, yeah. uh, who am I? Who am I forgetting? Uh, Tucker. Tucker, poor Tucker. Yeah, Which, when Tucker. did he get so many fans, man? But, 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 
But Tucker. <laughs> Tucker. Uh, did I miss anyone on, the, on there? Oh, yeah, there's a couple more in there. Uh, oh, is there? Oh, uh, uh, um, Mickey James. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, did you say? Uh, I mean, you already got your one. two points. There's a big yeah. one. Uh, so I'm just going to throw out there because the points are over with. He already got his points. Uh, did, he, did he say Bo Dallas? He did yeah, not. Yeah, Bo, Bo Dallas. Yeah, yeah that's, that's. And then finally, there's uh, one of the sons of anarchy. I don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jackson, Jackson Riker. No, not, Jackson not Riker one. is shockingly still important. No, that's Jackie uh, Cracker. He's still uh, on <laughs> Right. <laughs> Wesley Blake. Was it Wesley Blake? Yeah, it was Wesley Blake. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah, they, they truly are forgotten sons now. Hey. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. I. I mean, honestly, like, like Joe doesn't make sense to me. Like logically, he doesn't make sense. It seems like you know, um, there was some health issues there. Like he yeah. had trouble getting cleared. Uh, if that's the case, I mean, I, I, I genuinely don't know what you do with that because you know, that's that's a touchy situation. You want to try to look out for the health of uh, of your wrestlers. I think that there are a lot of places Joe could go, though. Um, the the weird thing was is that he was killing it on commentary. He was my yes. favorite part of the Raw commentary team. Yes. Uh, so that Some weeks, that literally the best part of Raw. Like, absolutely. He, he would give Hands a good down. call, and you're like, at least this is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, it just it was it. it I, I thought that that decision was was really really strange. Um, the Iconics were the other one where it was like you know, like it, it was so the writing was on the wall when they split them up and they clearly had no plan for either one of them. And it's like, even then Billy Kay was funny enough to get over. Like, like that resume gimmick was actually like, I like towards the end of it, I was like, all right, this is actually really funny. I'm actually into this. Yeah. Um, that whole like uh, stint that she did with the riot squad. I was like, okay, yeah, she looked like a hot topic exploded. That's yeah, right. As a fake punk. Yeah, it's so good. I I I I was such a fan of it. Um hot topic exploded. Yeah, and I, like there are ones in there though that make a lot of sense. Like Bo Dallas was not yes. being used. He hasn't been used for 2 years. Um it's kind of it's kind of surprising it took that long. Um yeah. you know, nothing against Bo, but you know, you didn't believe so he had to believe. Um <laughs> Oh, I know that was my favorite. That was my favorite meme. Um, yeah, I, it's it it you, it's never good to hear about uh, people losing their job. Um, Kalisto was another one that that surprises me in there. Although he may have had backstage heat, like uh, I I don't know that he necessarily got along with everyone. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I it's it's wild. I it's and it's weird that they're choosing to do it the same time every year too. Like I think yeah. that that's a really bad look. Yeah, and like the worst possible time. It's right. always there's always a post WrestleMania cut. Like this happens every year. Um, but it's I feel like it's never this close to Mania. Like literally yeah. two days after we saw Billy Kay and Samoa Joe on the grandest stage of them all, they're out of a job. Yeah, right. What the yeah. hell? You you feel bad, but here's a here's a thing that I will I'm gonna get at the wrestling community a little bit. Samoa Joe doesn't make sense. The Iconics don't make sense because they should have never broken them up. Kalisto was a little surprising, but whatever. Stop acting like you were fans of these guys. When did we start backing Tucker? Like everyone is on Twitter talking about why do that to who cares?
cares about Tucker? No one cares. <laughs> Tucker's mom. About Tucker. But Tucker's Tuck- mom loves him. Tucker's mom, fair, right? Bo Dallas hasn't been seen on TV. The only thing I'll say about Bo is they should have put him in there with the Fiend at some point or the, the Mr. Rogers uh, uh, version of Bray Wyatt. Sure. Otherwise, he hasn't been on scene, seen on TV. No one's begging to see Mojo Rowley. No one really cared about Chelsea Green. We, we wanted to see her get a push feed. She never really got it. She got hurt. It is what it is. So it sucks to see people out of a job, but people also use this to get at WWE. This isn't what you should get at WWE for. Samoa Joe, yes. Keep him on commentary if he's unhealthy and keep him there until he is healthy and then use him. And the Iconics, yes. The rest, go somewhere else. Go at Impact, go somewhere else, ROH, whatever, and work on it because, Tucker, you're not getting over without heavy machinery, and Otis is. Otis Dude, figured it out. It would be it would be one thing if Joe sucked at commentary. If like it was like, man... I love watching this guy wrestle, but I can't stand hearing him talk. He, he was, I mean, like, he's like Taz level. Good. Like he's, he brings a lot to the table and, and it just, it, yeah, it blows my mind that, that even in that position, they, you know, just said, nah, you know, forget it. We we've had enough of you. Bye. Um, yeah, I, 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 that, that one I think is, is definitely worth criticism, but I, you know, Justin, you're right. Like these are not, these were not necessarily, you know, super over people, uh, you know, uh, I, I think heavy machinery is a weird case because tag teams are so difficult to, to come by in WWE. Like, um, so like splitting them up didn't make sense even at the time and still doesn't now because Otis is not necessarily any better with Chad Gable than he was with Tucker. So, you know, I don't, I, 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 it does suck when people lose their job, but you know, I think you got a point that like, yeah, not all of these were like out of left field. At least the wrestling like industry is at a point in 2021 where when these cuts come down, it's not like you're never going to see these guys again if they're not on WWE television. Like True. there's a lot of programming in a lot of places. Now uh, I can see Kalisto showing up in AAA. I'm excited by the prospect of Chelsea green, going back to being the hot mess, Laurel Van Ness on impact wrestling, because she was killing it as that character a few years ago. Well, hell I was just watching Eric Rowan the other day, wrestle in a, what was it? An abandoned mall. Okay. <laughs> Nice. Lots of places, lots oh. of places to land. Oh, Not all of them good. Listen, and everyone's saying Samoa Joe needs to go to AEW. Please stop sending everyone to AEW in the yeah. wrestling community. They have too much talent. Either Samoa Joe's going to get buried with the rest, like Christian Cage, or someone else that should get a push there is going to get buried. Honestly, Chuck, you're going to love me. Samoa Joe needs to go to Impact. Hell he yeah, he does. Run, run that shit there. Hell he yeah. has the ties there. Justin and got- that gives him the opportunity to work with AEW New Japan and do some sweet appearances like the Good Brothers are. Justin did some fantasy booking a couple of minutes ago, and I told you last week uh, my first instinct was if if Kenny's going to collect some belts, the perfect guy to pull the Impact title back off of Kenny at some point in the next year is Samoa Joe. That's not a bad idea. Although I think that he would be a real asset for a year or two over in New Japan. 
if, oh, 100%. A, if AEW did want to sign him, I, I would say, you know, if if they were smart over there, if Tony Khan was smart, set it set a long term goal. Two years from now is when we're going to make a deal. Go over to New Japan for, yeah. you know, do your thing over there. Don't get hurt and then come back and then, you know, let's let's take it from there. Interesting thoughts. I, I like it. I like this conversation. I was uh, speaking to one of the first comments you made, Nate. I, I, I'm on a, uh, a Facebook group that's that's kind of trolly. So it's, it's a private group. A lot of uh, a lot of jerks over there. But there was a guy who was uh, the, the one who introduced me into professional wrestling, as a matter of fact, spiking the football because Mojo Raleigh. Every time a new name was announced and it wasn't Mojo, he was just like, he was just drilling it into the face of the group. So then a couple hours later, got the, uh, the old turd in the punch bowl. He was what is, no longer what is worse being one of the people that's cut during one of these times or being one of the people who is still not being used, but didn't get cut. Somebody like an Alistair black or like a Nikki cross that we haven't See, seen in months. Like those people have that's hope. got it, but that's gotta be really, really stressful yeah. especially when those first round of cuts come out and your name isn't there you're like oh man i could lose my job at any second in the next couple of weeks yeah. it's just true but there's also talks of an alistair black return coming soon so i don't think he's worried by any any stretch all i right. wouldn't think all right nate the three-point question here um as a matter of fact you did so well in that last one i'm giving you four points Oh, all right. Jeez. Had, had I been able to finish the sentence, I was going to give you, I was going to, I was going to do a whole round Robin thing. I was going to give Nate a chance to get an additional, but he just, he just ground through the whole machine. So um, I will give uh, you th so three point question, three point question. This one's rather difficult. I don't have a really pithy way to ask the question. So I'm just going to say ring of honor wrestling celebrated a milestone this week when they uh, presented episode number what of their oh, wow. wrestling program? Um, 200. That is not correct. Chuck, do you have a guess? Oh, this is just, this is literally going to be a guess, but I'm going to guess 500. That is correct. Wow. Woohoo! 500 episodes. I don't, how many episodes uh, for an additional three points, how many episodes since they were relevant? <laughs> nice. Uh, 48. 48 is my guess on that one. I think it's more. I think it's more. Yeah, that's more. Um, I'll tell you what. The there was a thing... time when they were so high up the chain. And I, I think that the obviously losing all of the elite and then having Mar yeah. Marty Squirrel revealed as a sex criminal uh, certainly didn't help. <laughs> it sounds like the core, the foundation of the company itself is actually pretty good. Um, is there any chance they get? back on and you know like that cult following going again the only thing i can tell you about ring of honor these days is that's where dan housen is currently wrestling and of course we're huge fans of dan housen here and i loved uh over the last week watching him badger their owner into uh throwing bags of money at the iconics yes uh, otherwise i have no zero connection with ring of honor these days and it has a lot to do with the fact that the elite were what you watched when ring of honor was on colt cabana was over there everybody that was on ring of honor that i would watch at 2 a.m here in uh, the motor city on a syndicated station are all on AEW now justin nate any comment on roh at all like you said they haven't been relevant in how long. I'll, I'm gonna pass on this one. 
I mean, I like I've been I've been watching older DVDs from like back in like 2007, 2008. So, you know, seeing guys like uh, Seth Rollins and uh, Cesaro and, um, you know, in their in their very like formative days, uh, Roderick Strong. Um, it's it's really cool. Like, I, I, I think that there is a huge legacy that 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 company leaves. Um, you know, they've their roster. I think that their roster needs some rebuilding and I don't know how you do that because there is a bit of a talent grab that's, that's kind of going on at the moment. Um, but you know, some, there are some free agents that just popped up from WWE. Um, you know, I don't know what Reno scum is doing yet, but you know, they're out there as well. I'm just saying like, there's, there's definitely like that can be a place for, some of these wrestlers to land for sure. Jay Lethal is still over there, big Jay Lethal fan, right? So, um, you know, I think that if if they can if they can start getting some uh, some some rebuild talent, that you know, there's there's definitely an opportunity there. Um, I would like to see them kind of join into the, you know, the cadre of. Uh, or, or alliance of promotions that, you know, impact and uh, AEW and uh, uh, New Japan seem to have going right now. Um, and yeah, and uh, um, NWA too. So yeah, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of fertile ground there. Um, I like those old 2007 DVDs with the blown out audio. <laughs> Yeah, there's some great stuff, but yeah, it all seems like it's it's over a decade ago now. Um, I saw a couple of shows, got to see some fun stuff, you know, about four or five years ago. Got to see Tanahashi. Um, yeah, I think we New saw Japan we, fame. We went to a show together. I think we saw um, the the Viking Raiders back when they were the oh, War yeah. Machine. Yep, yep, they were great. But even then, the bloom was a little bit. It was it was interesting. It was it was it was the elite and everybody else. That's for sure. That's for yeah. sure. And I think that they really made their name off of their touring show. You know, I think that that was really the strength of the promotion. And with everything still kind of shut down, it's it's sort of hard to showcase that strength. Because I mean, you would get you would get re the real diehard fans that came out, and that's kind of what also makes the atmosphere for you know Ring of Honor shows. In that way, sort of the shutdown could be at the right time because, as you said, they need to reload. Yeah. And so by by essentially being able to do that under the cover of darkness, right, they'll be able to hit the road again at some point with a whole new cast of characters. And if they do their job well, they'll start to build some steam. And if they do their job poorly, you know, totally. that might, might speak the end of the uh, of the promotion. All right, after two rounds, we've got uh, Justin Valentine uh, on top of the leaderboard with six. Former champion Nate, uh, number two, with five points. Very, very close. And uh, still uh, choosing not to try to win this game, Chuck. Um, your commitment to failure is outstanding, sir. Can you tell the <laughs> listeners what it is that inspires you? Uh, what inspires me is my senpai, who I, uh, if if my math is correct, also has a point in this week's game. Wow, this is getting a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, kid. All right, <laughs> all right, Chuck. So the third round goes to you, and we are going to the AEW and NXT portion of the game. Are you ready, sir? Uh, no, but let's do it anyways. All nice. right. 
let's see for one point chuck make sure this is the one point question yes for one point William Regal was forced to perform one of the tougher parts of his job as NXT general manager this week when he had to accept the resignation of which superstar? That would be Roderick Strong. That is correct. One point to you, sir. Uh, So the... um... The, the era the end it's, of an era yeah the end of an undisputed era and uh i am gonna miss that theme song i am gonna continue to bump it on my uh my streaming services and uh i may even adopt it in my um my wwe 2k characters entrance because it's a killer killer theme song and they were a lot of fun as a faction i'm gonna i'm gonna miss seeing the four of them together doing you know doing faction shit mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, it's tough. It's also confusing. I don't know what they have in store for each. And each individual person, again, is very confusing as to what's next. What is Roderick Strong like? He's leaving NXT. I haven't read into it. Is he leaving WWE? Is he leaving NXT to go to the main roster? Is he leaving WWE to go to another promotion? Or is he leaving wrestling? Or what is he doing, right? We haven't seen Fish in how long. Cole and O'Reilly had a great match at TakeOver, and then neither one showed up on NXT. Again, are we calling Cole up to the main roster? He's really done all there is to do in NXT. Are we trying to give O'Reilly a singles push? Can he do that? Do you want him and Karrion Cross for the title? I don't know that I do. I don't know that I want him getting a, main, a major singles push. I just don't think he has it yet. It's confusing for me. It sucks. I like them individually. I like them as a faction, but this is a very confusing breakup. And I guess I'll just wait to see where each one lands before I decide whether or not it was worth it. Well, you know, Justin, I know you're just a a young boy, but (laughs) breakups can be very difficult and messy. Okay. (laughs) And, and here's the thing is that, uh, uh, this was, I mean, I don't need to tell you guys that this is, uh, this is an angle, right? Like you guys know that, right? Like <laughs> right. He, he didn't actually resign from, from NXT. Um, we will see him again. Uh, this is actually very reminiscent of like uh, Austin Theory did this exact same thing. Like uh, what was it? Like three, four months ago where he quit and then he popped back up and he, and he's like, hi, I'm with Johnny Gargano now. <laughs> it's very confusing. Um I'm, I, I, you know, I'm kind of with you though, Justin, it is going to depend on where this all lands. I think they told a really good story of the breakup and, and the disintegration of this unit. Um, I, you know, Bobby fish is the oldest one out of all of those dudes. And, you know, if, if they're, he's the one I worry for the most because they're, they're definitely keeping all reference to him very quiet. Um, so we may find out that he's either been future endeavored or, um, you know, hell, he may show up with a, with a new gimmick. You never really know. Um, I mean, really with WWE, you really don't know. So I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like these guys. I think that, Cole and O'Reilly work well as singles. You got to wonder who's going to the main roster though. Who's going to get that main roster boot. And um, here's the thing. 
Uh, SmackDown has exactly 30 people on their roster right now. There's a huge void for mid-card and lower mid-card talent to come in. Um, you got to wonder how many how many of these guys might be destined for that spot. Would you guys, uh, just going around the room, would you guys be upset or excited if the undisputed era, all four of them just showed up on raw or SmackDown in the next couple of weeks, as if nothing happened and they were just a faction again, oh, I'd be pissed. It wouldn't make any sense. It, yeah. it wouldn't make sense, but I would be excited for if it was, especially if it was raw for that push. And I'm also excited that Chuck is totally just taken over the show. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's easy now. Easy now. That, that didn't happen at all. I, uh, I let my foot off of him for a second and his head popped up. But he's back underwater. <laughs> he popped up. Hey guys, go around the room real quick. Can we just. <laughs> I like what you said, though. I'd be excited for Raw. I'd be disappointed for, for the story <laughs> and, and for the faction. Well, right. I mean, like, they, they constantly treat NXT as if like everything that happens there doesn't matter when you're on Raw or oh, yeah, that, anyway. Yeah. So it's it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for it to happen. But I no, you're like, right. You're oh, right. Oh, uh, it, back. Totally forgot. Uh, Keith Lee is not in any way engaged to reckoning at all. No. At all. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. Who's reckoning? You mean Mia Yim? Yeah, is that the yeah. same person? Oh, they are. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I just share kayfabe for you, Justin? Oh, I'm shit. so sorry. I thought her situation. I, I, I was gonna say, man, they, whoever named their daughter Reckoning, man, kudos to you, man. <laughs> I, I, I will say, <laughs> I will say, uh, the one thing I saw not to, you know, we mentioned retribution with the MVP era or angle with uh, the retribution coming in. Right. The only thing that might save that is. If he comes out and they do a segment of them unmasking and go into who they truly are, that might make it not, it won't make it okay that they spoiled the hurt business for this, but it might make it a little more bearable than what we have right now. Now, I think it would work only if they pull off the masks and it's the hurt business underneath. <laughs> just, yeah. Cedric and Shelton. Just Cedric and Shelton. Just like, like an ah! awkward, an awkward camera cut from a slightly different angle. Yeah. <laughs> they both lost about six inches of height. That's all right. Vince McMahon wouldn't be able to know the difference. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's move the game along here. We are on the two-point question era. Okay, Chuck. Yeah, Frankie yeah. Monet made her debut on NXT. She sure did. Confronting uh, women's yeah. champion Raquel Kingdom Gonzalez, uh, who in a breach of class far below the standards of a world champion, threatened to do this to Taya. Oh, man. Oh, she's, she said she was going to stick the dog right up her hoo-ha or something like that. Yeah. That, that, that is not what this What? <laughs> That, that's not close to the words I have here. It's close in spirit. One more that's try. Felching, by the way. I don't, One I, more try. Jesus. I don't know the Spanish for women's parts. I don't, but that's what I got out of it. I was like, is she just starting to stick the dog up her hoo-ha? What's going on here? Oh, man, Erica, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, can you explain the, 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 the female body? Hey, if, if somebody else can, can All right, Nate, if you can get closer to the words I have here, <laughs> I'll give you the points. the points. Oh my god. Well, I I I uh 
I'm so scared. I don't want to answer this. I yeah, I don't. I'm I'm I I did not see this. So oh man. I, I'm going off of context clues. Oh god, this is not gonna be good. This is gonna be did you take Spanish in high school and or college? Did you uh, learn this word in Spanish in high school? It, it, uh, if you went to high school with the degenerates that I did. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, uh, but no, sadly, I took French. Um, Merd. Is it, is it, is it, uh, do, do I need to know Spanish for dog too? No, I don't think so. Stick the dog up or puta? Is that, would that be it? I have no oh. idea. I'm shot in the dark. <laughs> Justin, I'm going to give you one try and then I'm just going to have to make a decision. Oh my God. <laughs> First of all, Erica, Erica has gotten to this point of the podcast and she has now shut it off. Uh, first of all, I think um, anyone with taste has shut it off. By shut now. Up at this point. <laughs> I'd like to thank um, the degenerates who have stuck with us to this point. Around. Justin, you got five. Um, <laughs> stick that, uh, stick the puppy up your. I feel like it's, I don't know Spanish. If I remember right, it's like curro or something like that. Like, <laughs> Just All right, so the, the answer I, I have closest. here, which I got from uh, one of the one of the news services, I'm not even sure which. Shove the dog up her ass, up her ass. <laughs> the, the classic. I'm going to stick it up your ass. Right. Oh. What is he? You got very, um, yeah, very. Uh, well, everyone else was hyper focusing on like what where on the which everybody else. Chuck, Chuck. Look, look, let's just call this, it like a game. The of language that who it... came closest to the bullseye. I did. Okay. Chuck threw us off. We went to the wrong body part okay <laughs> nate had the better comedic timing that's for sure um oh, you know Here's i'm gonna the... give chuck and nate one point all, all right. right that's yeah that's i was fair. i was lost yeah yeah and to be fair i mean anyone who was going to be third in that 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 tilt a whirl of buffoonery was, <laughs> was bound to get chuck knocked did, off of... because i thought as too but then chuck just yeah I'm like, we're not, we're not turning this into debate of body parts. Continue. All right. right. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, no, I'm going to take the talking point on this because earlier oh, Justin said that uh, Raw, SmackDown and NXT were go, were just go home fluff shows. I will go to bat for NXT last week because it was a great fucking night. The Roderick Strong thing was really strong. Getting to see the three girls who all came away from last week with women's heavyweight championship titles frankie yeah. monet's uh her her entrance was everything i wanted out of the the former tie of valkyrie and the main event was so good it was yeah. so entertaining I'll, I'll give you that you you're 100 right the you know the moment with the three women's champions was awesome the thing with nxt that bothered me a Karrion cross comes out and makes a whole spiel and not one new challenger even talked about no, because he's gonna I, murder whoever comes. I next. don't. Under, I don't understand. We're not moving on. And then again, there's just, there were just so many no shows that weren't call ups that didn't make any sense. Uh, you know, from the UE to outside of Strong, Io Shirai just didn't show up. Finn Balor just didn't show up. There's there were a lot of guys. So don't get me wrong. Those moments, everything you just said, it was quality. Uh, I guess just overall the week that was in wrestling with the expectations where they are for a week like this 
the week overall sucked. There was sprinkled in good moments, Cesaro, those moments you mentioned on NXT, but there was a lot more just what the fuck is this? Between watching the Indy Hartwell Dexter Loomis thing uh, take yeah. bloom in the ring and getting to see Shotzi telling Bronson Reed, Ooh, do me, do me. Yeah. He picked yeah. her up and threw her yeah. at everybody. Yeah. Like that was I was, good. I was thoroughly entertained. I, I will give you that. NXT definitely won the week for me. I will give you that. All right. Chuck, we're going to give you the third question here because you are lowest on the totem points and you've got half of that, I guess. All right. All right. So uh, we're going over to AE. W. Let me make sure I have the right page. Two former boxers, Chuck, appeared on AEW this week as uh, Anthony Agogo had his debut, and uh, Mike Tyson came in um, to stand ringside as a special enforcer for Chris Jericho's match against Dax Harwood, where he was forced to knock this man out with a uh, shot to the face. Uh, that would be Cash Wheeler, who that took is- it like a champ. Yeah, he did. Now, the FTR doesn't ever win. How long can that go on? <laughs> and they continue to be the powerhouse of heels. I love them, but yeah. I, you know, I have a different view on, on AEW than I think everybody else in the room does. Do you still buy FTR and how long can they continue to sort of ride this? Like we're the most serious of all wrestlers, but yet we always lose because of some sort of buffoonery at this point. Um, FTR versus uh, was it Santana or Ortiz seems like a very appropriate match because neither team has really had a streak of victories or have had some super impressive moments in quite a long time. I do got to say though, I'm still a huge FTR fan. And, and like I implied uh, in my answer, like cash Wheeler must've told like, you know, okay you're gonna Mike Tyson is gonna punch you and even if he pulls it he has shattered jaws and just knocked people out and I don't know how legit the knockout was for Cash Wheeler but he sold it like a motherfucker and I hope he's one of those people that will tout forever that he survived a Mike Tyson punch and not somebody that was just like oh shit man Mike Tyson's gotta punch somebody and I'm the I'm the guy son of a bitch yeah I I think you know as of right now, it hasn't hurt FTR, especially with their move to AEW, because that's what they turned into in WWE with the revival, always losing and complaining about it. But it, it, it adds to their character, right? Look at Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn does nothing but lose, but it adds to his character because of the conspiracy and this and that. And for FTR, it's complaining about the new age of wrestling and they want the old age of wrestling and the new age, there's too much buffoonery that keeps screwing them over. Uh, so I think they're fine for now, obviously it can't go on forever because then it'll just be a repeat of what we saw in WWE, but you also put them in a group like the pinnacle with a superstar like MJF. So I think as of right now, they're fine, uh, but they do, you know, it can't go on forever. Let's not gloss over the fact that my pineapple joke was used again this week. Oh it was. Sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, how much, so, how much per episode do you get for that? Yeah. 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 How much are they paying you? <laughs> Nate. Yeah. What so do you think about FDR? <laughs> the the entire pinnacle group has been buried already i mean they had one week two weeks until the inner circle came in and basically made complete fools out of them 
and they're still continuing to do that in all of this program. This is a program that they could have that could have gone on for the better part of six to eight months. You could have gotten two pay-per-views out of this and they're, they're rushing to the blood and guts match. Like it's insane. Like I, I, you like they put together an actual threatening faction of like amazing heels that look like they would hang out together. And then you give them no wins on TV ever. Like what kind of sense does that make? I I, like this, the, the speed of this program really seems like it's to just serve Jericho's ego. Like, oh, you got beat down once. Okay, well, now I'm going to, now you have to drink toilet water. Like, it's it, it was fucking immediate. So they've blown it. They've completely blown it twice with FTR. It, it's really sad because both of these guys are fucking great. The, the actual match, this was the first decent Jericho match that I've seen in, almost a year like at least since he dropped the belt I, I and and i i just i'm i'm also i'm just tired of seeing jericho at all in any way shape or form i i do not care uh, uh about what he's doing at all i'm glad that aew exists but it feels like there's definitely some cracks in the 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 company to a degree where like like you're saying about this like is this just here to further jericho's egos did jericho think that just because these guys will be in the ring with chris jericho they're all getting the rub win or lose and in a similar fashion i have noticed over the last month or so certain episodes of dynamite where the entire first or entire last hour is nothing but members of the elite like there's a hangman page match followed by a Kenny Omega um, promo followed by a young bucks match followed by a Cody promo. And that's your right. entire first or last hour. And you think, you think that maybe they see that the writing is on the wall and they're rushing to get themselves over as fast as possible before the whole thing just falls to, to complete shit. I don't know. I think- and and I, it makes me wonder too, how many people are watching the six to eight hours of YouTube shows that they are putting out on a weekly basis? Like I I read one of the dirt sheets said that the reason that they put so much of this content out is because they want to have a fairly large library as quickly as possible for some kind of service, like, you know, the network or Hulu or whatever. But But like, I, I don't know anybody that is, willing to sit through like i said like six it's to eight hours like, are, are, do you watch it shawnee do you watch Shawnee's. a lot of this i tend to uh, i would be watching um the uh, dark today yeah uh, if we weren't recording the show that's the one the one um with the big show for me uh i i tend to have dark uh <laughs> og dark on but i just like listening to the commentary and i sort of yeah. just look up from time to time while i'm drawing or cleaning or whatever like that sure yeah i think with AEW, it's just it's a rush because they let tony khan make the calls for i don't know if that's changing or in the process of changing but they you know 
they let fanboy Tony Khan just run things like it's a fantasy league and it's a video game and it's not, it's business. And now you have one TV show, all this, all these YouTube shows, which does nothing because it does nothing for the storyline. It's just matches. No one, when it comes to wrestling, here's the thing. People care about stories more than they will admit to. And when you give me a show that doesn't have anything to do with the main stories and it's just a bunch of random matches, I'm not going to take the time to watch it when Dynamite's the one telling all the stories. And then he starts signing all of these names. There's way too many names between legends, uh, up and coming stars, potential stars, current stars. There's too much going on. Tony Khan, they let him drive this bus like it was a video game way too much. It's a business and it's coming back to bite them real quick and they need to figure it out. They need to make cuts. They need to stop shoving all this programming down our throats. Unless you get another TV show, you could do like a two brand thing, something, but it's too much. And it is all the elite. So it's just, it's just, there's too much going on. It's too scrambled. Uh, it's too unorganized to, uh, you know, be taken seriously just yet. If it's I there, may- the potential is there. If I may draw an analogy, if 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 that report is indeed correct and AEW is trying to build a content library, you know, to uh, at least somewhat rival the WWE. Let me make some comparisons to the WWE. Okay, so you've got AEW Dynamite, which let's be generous. Let's call that SmackDown. Cool. You've produced an A show. Right. It's on a TV network. Yep. Awesome. AEW Dark, you just made main event. Yay. Mm-hmm. AEW Dark Elevate, you just made 205 Live. Right. Yay. It, it's it, uh, uh, let's let's even let's even get into the additional content between AEW and the WWE. You've got, oh, that new Cody Rhodes uh, 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 fucking reality TV show with him and Brandy. So you've made Ms. And, and, and Mrs. Yep. Cool. Right. Good for you. Like, like, and meanwhile, WWE is cutting deals with A&E and putting stuff out on NBC and shit's going to, over to uh, Fox Sports. And I mean, just like, like, it just seems like this Sisyphusian task to try to, in any way, make a content library that tries to even go in any way, shape, or form up against the WWE without having that second actual show, that second television show to be able to facilitate that. WCW had fucking thunder. Like, why is that? Ta- why is that specifically taking so long? Right. Yeah, that's an interesting question because they they have pretty much said now it is going to be a one hour show and it is going to be primarily wrestling content and it's going to happen sometime in twenty twenty one. You know, so we know those parameters. So at this point, yeah, they're, uh, what what reason they have for holding it back is that an AEW decision, a network decision? I don't know. Uh, I do think that Elevate was leaning more towards being 
a bit of an NXT in that you were seeing big names cross over and you did have some credibility with the announced team. But yeah, I mean, it is a, in terms of numbers, it pales in comparison, no doubt about that. And I think that when it comes to the booking, this is where not being able to tour gets really dicey because you now have, whether or not uh, you, you agree with the criticisms being levied uh, towards Tony Khan's booking, what we know for sure is that he doesn't have a live audience who's able to tell us at the end of that two hour program, whether they have been entertained or not. Right. You know? Let me, let me, let me ask you this though. If, if they were touring, would, would dark or elevate be booked in different buildings than dynamite is, would they be recorded on different days? Would they have different audiences? How would they end up doing that? Would they do one as like a studio show and the, uh, another one that tours, do they do one that runs permanently out of Daly's place? Like that's, that's yeah. the thing to me, because even before the pandemic, the crowds for dynamite tapings were not necessarily the most robust crowds in the world. So do they think that they, do they think that they can fill smaller buildings? What's the, like, like what is the play to when they go back to touring now that they have three shows that they're producing with a potential fourth on the way. Right. Yeah, we don't have any of the metrics and we can't even predict the metrics. And I, I think, right. I guess what I'm trying to say is that Tony Khan may be running the risk of creating too big of a monster to wrangle into whatever finances come as a result of yeah. the so-called back to normal or whatever the new normal is, right? We're still in sure. a transitionary period regardless. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see. And I think that we are hearing, you know, obviously on the show, we're hearing more criticism of AEW, but I think that's that's starting to come up more, you know, uh, around the wrestling world outside of the, you know, total AEW marks such as myself. So, all right. Well, I, you know, not not a bad game. I think I got things mostly factually correct this week. Uh, right yeah, now. Yeah. Good we've job, got, Senpai. Uh, we've got, thank great. you, sir. Thank you. I'd, thank I'd you. be doing a little better, but it's cool. Not enough dump truck questions for my liking. That's, mm -hmm. Get them dump yeah. truck. Y'all best be ready for the shine run. Hey. <laughs> All right. You know, the, the game could almost not be closer. Nate, six points. Justin, six points. Chuck, five points, Chuck. What the fuck? What? Wait a second. <laughs> I should have got, didn't I get three points for that last question? For Cash what? Wheeler? Did you? Oh, you did. You did. Oh, thank oh. you. So eight points. Hey, I tried. I tried, guys. I tried. Yeah, Chuck has eight points and y'all have six. Don't be, don't be bringing me down with none of them shenanigans. Oh, nah. man. All right. Well, the beauty of this game, as I've been often told from, by Erica, is that regardless of how many points are scored during the bulk of this show, we can just upend all of that with the last question, making all of it irrelevant. I've sure. never quite understood that, but since she's not here, I'm going to go ahead and lay my stake on that. Next week, <laughs> I'm going to pretend I never said it. She doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> so for the final fall, which is worth of hundred million points this week, oh, um, <laughs> oh my God, we're getting into uh, finances. We're going to go to a prices right style. This this game has been going on for quite some time. We're not doing the uh, the list this week. Prices no. right. We're going simple here, right? WWE, as a result of being a uh, publicly traded company, had to reveal the finances of some of their bigger names. Uh, oh, wow. Vincent, Vincent Kennedy McMahon made $3.9 million last year. Triple H, $2.38 Stephanie McMahon, $2.2 million. Shane, $820,000. Wow. 
Oh, that poor guy. Yeah, I wonder how much what? of that was. Uh, you can tell Triple H is the favorite. Liquidating the set of uh, Raw Underground and he oh, got yeah. to pocket that money. Um, Nick Khan, the president and chief revenue officer, however, made a boatload of money. Uh, we'll start with you, Justin, as the uh, returning champion. Without going over, how much money did Nick Khan make last You say he year? made a, a boatload? Is that it what you said? It was a boatload. Yes, a boatload. I don't know if a boatload means more than Vince. I can't see anyone making more than Vince. Here, I'll help out. Let me Google how much money fits in a boat. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go without going over... Oh man, I don't think anyone makes more than Vince. I'm not convinced by that. I don't think he would let that happen. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 2.5 million. All right, 2.5. Former champion Nate Bender. Without going over. Oh uh, man. Let's go with. You said Vince makes how much? $3.9 million. Yeah, it's not going to be as much as Vince. No, uh, no. There's only one Titan of Titan Towers. Who said that line? Throwing trivia back at you. I, um, I, I don't know. Like 1.2 <laughs> million, I guess. He's so annoyed <laughs> at this question. All right, Chuck. <laughs> All right. Well, see, the, the, the problem here is that I either want to go just under Justin or just over him because price is right rules. I'm going to, I'm going to throw it all. I think, I think he did close to what Vince McMahon did. Justin said what, like 3.5. I'm going to, or no, you know what? I'm going to guess three, three point three million, three million, three million dollars. All right. Let's see. Oh no. Did I just, Okay, I didn't stop. Whew, never mind. He's <laughs> the $3 well, million dollar man. When you add his $5 million signing bonus to the $6.8 million dollars, uh, he made in stock awards, wow. he made $12,964,565. Wow. Holy moly. Yep. That is why it does not matter what the fuck the fans think. They are working in numbers that are far beyond gate, gate prices and t-shirt sales anymore. But by all means, fire Mojo Raleigh. That's he's right. the problem. Yeah. Yes. 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 We gotta make. We he's gotta make such a. He's such. Him hype. and Bo Dallas are such financial drains on this company. They show up. They <laughs> eat. They eat baked ziti. They start dating our finest wrestlers. We have to get them out. <laughs> hey, Bo Dallas and Liv Morgan are just running a farm together. They're not dating. They're a drain on the budget. Vince was passing by catering and saw Bo Dallas take a second cookie, and he's like, what the fuck is that man doing? Get his ass out of here. <laughs> You're fucking done. You are no done. second, No second cookie. <laughs> All right. Well, Chuck, oh, I can call you a loser. No, well, I can still call you a loser. But no. you are a winner of the One Fall the Show. You can call me a loser, but it's not real anymore. I'm the champ. Champ is here. Take a minute. Do you want to celebrate your victory or talk about something going on around wrestling this week? You've, you've uh, got a minute. You know, I do want to celebrate my victory. It's my first official one fall show championship, and uh, I appreciate it. I'm sure that uh, Nate and Erica and Justin will all have things to say about it and how it is not real. 
but uh, this belt feels pretty real to me. Also, shout out to Billy Kay. Um, she really wrote out the whole uh, resume gimmick and didn't even know ahead of time that she had given a, a tailor-made gimmick for wherever she lands next, whether it be an Impact Ring of Honor, wherever. She can come, she could just start showing people a resume on AEW and we'll get it and we'll recognize it and we'll still think it's funny and love her. Yep. All right. Justin Valentine, you are the uh, champion no more. You know, I'm disappointed in you, Shawnee. I liked you as a host, but man, you let Chuck win. You hold like, like of of all the hosts that we've had, (laughs) you let Chuck win. I mean, that's that's not great man that's not good to put on your resume that's a black one, mark on your I record that's a big all wrong we yeah. do the first <laughs> host ever to let chuck win, chuck win. I mean, you let the a... baron corbin of the one fall show win <laughs> excuse me wow excuse me the byron saxton thank you different b word listen man uh yeah, I was, you know, we said it a couple times and I'll say it again, man. I don't understand where WWE is thinking uh, when it comes to doing absolutely nothing post WrestleMania. I mean, we're redoing everything. We're redoing Lashley and McIntyre. We're redoing Owens and Zayn. We're redoing a lot of shit and a lot of people just didn't show up this week. And I'm not sure if there's a reason for that, a thought process behind it. And it's probably not, but when you have, I get the money, I get everything, I get all of that. But the point is, is when you have legitimate competition now, you need to start taking this shit seriously because as much as the money's still there, at some point, the superstars are not going to be there because they're going to want to go where they're going to be taken seriously and the wrestling show themselves are going to be taken seriously. So at some point, that needs to come through with WWE because what a what that is the is is the worst week after WrestleMania in history for for a company that harps on all the surprises we see after WrestleMania and to give us the shit that we got this week garbage. We didn't get one NXT call up. Nope, not, not a, a one. one. Nope, not a one. Nope. It's remarkable. Um, <sighs> Just sell the company, Vince. Like, clearly, that's what we're building up to. Just sell it to Disney or NBC or whoever's willing to buy the thing. And let's just let's just pull the fucking Band-Aid off. Because, like, w- the act of watching their, their shows, like, their actual wrestling programs is miserable. But whoever you got producing that A&E content, keep them on. Because that shit is awesome. Like more American pickers, but for WWF fans, that's that's fun. All right, all right. Big words from the former One Fall Show champion, and I have a feeling soon to be One Fall Show champion again. I can't. I can't imagine, Chuck, that you're gonna stay on top. I just can't. If you keep hosting this thing, well, you can pry it from my cold dead hands. Where can people find you on the internet, Chuck? Where can they come to tell you that you are the worst champion the show has ever had? 
at you, King Corbin. <laughs> you can find my Jack Swagger ass online at twitch.tv backslash C-H-Z-U-C-K playing Rock Band 3 on Sundays. You can also find me on the Nerd Radio Podcast on WRAF.com. You can find me on the Talk Horror to Me podcast with Shawnee when they come out. And you can also find me with Nate on Saturdays over on Limit Break Radio's stream doing uh, Super Universe Mode. I'm sure he'll tell you more about that. Nate, tell them more about Super Universe Mode. All right, I sure will. Uh, Super Universe Mode is a little uh, fun project that we've been doing, a heavily modified WWE 2K19. We set it up. We let the computer uh, duke it out, and uh, Chuck, Will, and I sit around and call the matches. It is a hell of a lot of fun, and we've just added a brand-new element to the stream. You can vote on the outcome of each match and what you get in return they're called limit points and what you can do is you can actually make the crowd cheer or boo so if you like a decision you can cheer it if you hate it you can boo it and if you really want to get creative you can make the crowd go fuck you cena it's great (laughs) it's a lot of fun so uh join us uh each and every saturday 4 p.m eastern twitch.tv slash limit break radio nice i've been having fun i've been hanging out in the chat room although i am still i still protest the kenny omega that is in that system he's a 79 point character disgraceful i don't know what that that i don't think that kenny omega has ever been on my tv (laughs) (laughs) i hope you're banking up those chat points uh shawnee you're gonna need them I'm, I'm doing well in the chat points so far. So good. We had a big, big win on the main event last week. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Justin, have you told people where they can find you? No, I don't <laughs> care where people can find you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Please tell our audience where they can find you online. Horrible host. Um, all over social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk, JV sports talk.com and the JV sports talk pay-per-view pod. WrestleMania backlash is next. I guess I'll do an episode on that. Fantastic, right? Uh, Apple podcast and Spotify for that. And on social media at PPV underscore pod. All right. And I'm Shawnee constant. You can find me running the one fall show Twitter page at one fall show. You can find me at Shawnee constant. You can find me on Instagram at shawnee.constant. And you can find me back here next week where I will once again assert my dominance as host of the One Fall Show despite Justin Valentine's protests. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Have fun, be safe, and don't fall in the hole. My hole! This has got to be a first, the first time that somebody's beaten uh, all the other competitors by a thousand points. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm not as good at uh, this as Erica is, but I do have a couple of things as title suggestions. Excellent, excellent. Uh, The first one is let Nate do all the drugs. The the second one is- I like that one. Yeah. The the second one is Jackie Cracker is still employed. (laughs) I don't remember who we were talking about as Jackie Cracker, but that's- that's a jackson Riker, sir jackson Riker. there we go uh, i've also got whoever named their daughter retribution kudos to you and uh the last one i've got in here is no second cookie so oh no second um that's that's uh you can you can do with those as you will yeah so I, I think yeah. it's a toss-up between let nate do all the drugs and no second cookie yeah give me the goddamn drug <laughs>
Let's see drugs. <laughs> ding, ding. Get, that, get that family feud theme. <laughs> Let's see drugs. That's amazing. All right. All right, cool guys. Let's go ahead and uh and call it a night so everyone can go watch Raw missing, and enjoy their evening. We're missing Raw. Hurry. Oh, oh, oh. Retribution came back out again. Oh no. I have it really, on the honestly, screen. after like an episode of Raw where you're just, if you made it through to hour three, you're just like, what a dog shit show. Yeah. And then you see Retribution. If they could have somehow sent a, an, an Amazon driver over to knock on my door and punch me in the nuts, they couldn't have done <laughs> oh, yeah. a better job of ruining my night last week. Oh, it's that, that's it's what it fucking soul crushing. That yeah. last week's Raw, I, in my head, I'm like, you know what? It's been shit, but it's the night after WrestleMania. So the main ah! event, the main ah! event, there must be a surprise. There must be a call-up, right? There must be a return. It was fucking retribution. And I don't I know where MVP looked like he if he if he had like he was he was trying not to cry. That's how he that yeah, serious yeah. look on his He's face like, was him trying not to cry. He's like, this should have been Shelton and uh and and not Rich Swan, the other guy. I can't remember his name. Oh, good uh, lord, Chuck! You're gonna get us canceled. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm taking that title. We have no, no champion this week. <laughs> Cedric Alexander. Jesus. Cedric Alexander. Thank you. I don't know what makes me happy. I don't know what makes me happier. The fact that I said last week I would rather find out on Twitter I missed something good. Than sit through three hours of raw, or the fact that Justin, it sounds like, literally sat through three hours of raw waiting for so, something good. Somehow, I, I, I listen the way I watch wrestling, I don't have to sit through three hours of raw, I get through it within an hour, hour and a half, yeah, uh, with my website. So I will technically sit through it, but not really because I'm just hitting the fast forward button. Oh, sure. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before I say something else racist, I'm out of here. See you guys next week. <laughs> no shit, man. God. Uh, thanks, guys. Have a great one. Yeah, right, have Harris. a good one, guys. Are you good See over ya. there, Shawnee? Yeah.